0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Okay, today we've got another European conversation for you because I'm actually still over here in Europe and this is a really interesting conversation. This past week, I had the chance to get on snow with Rossignol's Jake Stevens and AJ Krujic. And honestly, this was one of the most interesting days of ski testing that I've had in 12 years of blister. But the fact is that AJ is probably one of the very few people on earth who are actually out spending as many days testing skis as we are, it was really fascinating to go through the process with AJ and then to really see where we are similar in terms of some of our approaches and actually where we are pretty radically different. So that is what we have for you today. Uh, Well, one, we're going to introduce you to an absolute legend of the ski industry. (laughs) AJ, that is no joke. And two, you're going to get to hear just a whole lot about the process of ski development and ski testing. Now, I need to give you a bit of a heads up here. My voice is just scorched in this conversation. Basically, i Flew to Europe and then did every single thing that you should not do to try to deal with jet lag, including like staying up past 6 a.m. the second night I was in Europe. Um, And then there were just some other very questionable choices that were made. So apologies that I kind of sound like death. I don't know if this strikingly handsome Justin Bob was really able to sort of do anything with my voice on this one. Anyway, I am, in fact, alive and well, uh, feeling great, actually. And uh, so, yeah, if my voice sounds weird, unless my voice actually sounds way cooler and sexier, in which case, I don't know, you're welcome. All right. And with that, let's go ahead and get to this conversation with A.J., and Jake. Here we go. All right. I am very happy to be here with Jake Stevens, who you know from some Blister Summit videos we've done together. uh, And we will be including uh, links to those videos in the show notes of this episode. Um, Jake, why don't we start by having you just say what your role and title is, what is it you do? Yeah, I'm the Alpine Category Manager uh,
1: for the North American team, and um, based out of Park City. Uh, and basically, product manager is a good way to look at it. Uh, kind of overseeing all the hard goods, skis, boot bindings uh, for the Rossignol Group. So for Rosignol, for that side of it. So bindings kind of fall heavily on the Dina Star side, uh, but we
0: obviously, you know, have that as
1: well in our, in our catalog. So,
0: um, given that we are literally sitting here in Rosignol headquarters, I feel like you should have to pronounce it Rosignol. <laughs> Rosignol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, all, it just seems right. Yeah, and um, it's interesting
1: too to like say that for the group out of Park City, right? Because you know we're sitting here in France, so I have yeah. to like preface that like, oh no, it's not for Norway or for for one of these other Italy. Yeah. It's for the the U.S., the North American, you know, yeah, U.S. and Canada. So
0: we're sort of in the mothership. We are right in the now. mothership. Yep, Jake. That's all great, but um, ladies and gentlemen, we have <laughs> joining us today. On his first podcast ever, which is actually amazing, come to think of it, given the celebrity status of this individual. uh, Ladies and gentlemen, he just goes by the two letters AJ. It's like Madonna, it's like Pele, yeah, and AJ. He actually does have a last name. It is completely unpronounceable, so I'm I'm not even going to try again.
2: I'm going but, to do it for you if you want.
0: Yeah. How do you, you? How do you say it, AJ? I Man. God bless you. You literally just said it. A, you said it a different way just then no. because five minutes ago you pronounced it with two syllables, and that time there was three or four. Just just to 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 make a joke. Oh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> no, no, no. no. no, no. <laughs> One more time. Kruegich. Oh man. Um, we will be giving away a new car for anyone who can figure out how to spell that name just based on that pronunciation. Um, should you tell us what is the what is the heritage of that name? My um, the
2: why I have, I have that name yeah yeah because my my grandfather came from uh, Yugoslavia first, so we keep that name, but so difficult to pronounce yeah. for everybody. Don't worry, you're not the first. No, oh, thank you're not you. Not going to to be the the last one. Okay. Oh, that's
0: sure. That's true. Yeah, I do think you should look into just going with AJ. <laughs> AJ, that's good for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you you are on
2: that. You know, first time they they uh, that store. Uh, Tor uh, oh, said hey, Jean, that's too too difficult for American guys so he said okay
0: AJ good for you okay Tor, Tor. deemed you yeah named you AJ yeah yeah okay that seems perfectly understandable yeah, <laughs> yeah Tor just yeah. comes over and is like this is your name <laughs> now yeah. okay uh, we're talking about Tor Verdonk, who we've also had on uh, Gear 30 podcasts at different points uh, Tor also very well known in the ski world and so Literally everyone who knows Tor who just heard that anecdote will just be nodding. Like, of course, that's what Tor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised Tor hasn't renamed me or like the company like Blister. He's like, now nah, we're you're just, just going to call you this now. <laughs> <laughs> your name. Yeah. 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 And I'd probably be like, OK, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's better Tor. Well, this is going to be a particularly fun conversation uh, for me, at least. Because um, as I was saying today, I don't frankly often get to talk to people who <laughs> maybe spend as much time thinking about ski testing. Well, as I tend to, given that it, like what we do at Blister, if there's anyone out there uh, who spends as much time or more, it would be AJ, I think. This podcast really should just be about six hours long, I think, and we're not going to do that. But um, where do, where do we even begin? AJ, do you do you actually even have an official title here yeah. with rossigno yeah. what, what do they officially call you? I know they call you a lot of things unofficially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't speak about that. We're going <laughs> yeah. to speak
2: about but the official title. My official title is on snow test uh, manager for
0: Rossi and Dinastar on snow test manager okay yeah yeah all right let me have you unpack that a bit so what does that mean what does that look like okay so what what does that mean
2: is uh like uh it's uh 100 day 100 days per year on snow first tourist spirit <laughs> as Tourist, spirit? yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see, when you say that, you know, to uh, to everybody, oh, you're oh. on snow uh, skiing, yeah, yeah. Come on, okay. You know, it's, a, 100, yeah, days. No, it's 100 days, 150 yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a lot. Yeah. But I, how you, do you say that? I I develop the skis, but very deep, deep inside. Yeah. Uh, from the beginning to the end, so it means that I begin to think about that like one ski two years before you're going to receive it in the shop I have an idea I spoke with, I spoke with the guys from r we discussed about how to make that we, disp- we discuss also with the marketing what they want what they want and after we make prototypes several prototypes a lot of prototypes <laughs> a lot of prototypes. A, lot. Yeah. a lot for example if you want to to set a ski it's going to be like 1 to 55 prototypes to to have a one ski validate
0: say that one more time yeah how many skis uh, how many prototypes to get to one final ski yeah it depends It's 1 to 55 prototypes <laughs> so
2: it has never been one no okay ah, we we we, uh, we achieve that perhaps one or two times in uh, 12 years the first prototype was wow but uh, it happens two times like i said in, in 10 years yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so not not a lot not a lot <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh,
0: very rarely one prototype gets you there to the final and on the higher end of things 55 prototypes yeah, for one ski for one ski uh, for
2: example it's one ski in one range yeah and so if you have uh, we, we have like nearly like uh, five or six ranges in, in, uh, in Rossignol uh, uh, skis. Yeah. So and, uh, it's six skis, but in one length. And so I developed all the lengths also. So it's going to be like more or less 2,000 pairs of skis
0: per year to ski. 2,000? 2,000. Two thousand. Because of every ski in every line when you start adding all the lengths. Yeah, when you
1: start to break down everything from the you know race carving style products and you work it all the way to a 118 underfoot and all the categories and ranges there, it's and then every size, men's and women's, it's massive. Yeah. Yeah, big legs.
0: <laughs> big legs. <laughs> <It's> big legs. <laughs> okay, I don't think I knew this part Till right now, that you are also working on the development of the concepts of the skis. Yeah, I thought, or maybe I assumed, someone else was thinking through that part. Yeah, we
2: we have a uh, we have the magic triangle, if
0: you want to. Yeah. Magic triangle. Yeah, I like yeah. this. Okay. So there's lots of great names that you're probably <laughs> going to be hearing. <laughs> have to be careful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have them on the marketing side. You have one guy, David Bouvier.
0: Who, by the way, I'll say, we just had on our last Gear 30 podcast, except we're in a time warp right now. And so that conversation will actually going live in like an hour or two from now but by the time our listeners hear this conversation they will have just met david bouvier okay so this is great so cool so the magic triangle
2: yeah so david bouvier for the marketing side uh we have tour on the other side tour vernon and jack also and on the we're going to say uh u.s market and me, and me on the R&D side, and so we have some discussions very deep. We go v- very deep in the, in the d- discussions to to find the new way, the new ski, where to go, and uh, that's that's very interesting. And also the, that's our challenge, you know. And sometimes we we fight a lot, you know. Uh, we I remember one uh, one meeting at uh, Tor House with some beers and we say, ah, what we can do after the soul? And uh, mm. I say, fuck, we go, where we go, where we go? And say, where take again the soul. And someone said, no, no, we have to go on the black ops side. And uh, we fight one day. We don't discuss anymore about that and come back and say, okay, we go on that direction. Okay, okay. Everyone is uh, was uh, clear in his head, you know, and after, okay, let's go.
0: Huh. Yeah. The fights, the fights are the good stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good things get hashed out we say confusion before comprehension you know understanding confusion before understanding uh, ah yeah. yeah 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 when I'm, it's fog in your head it's good yeah in your head it's good because after you're going to understand what's
0: happened yeah well as i've proven all along this trip i've got the confusion part just <laughs> dialed <laughs> i'm very strong very strong on the confusion part my goodness okay Jake, how long have you then been sort of working sort of back and forth with AJ? Uh, Well, I've been with the brand for like 10 years Yeah,
1: um, and I was running the race department before Uh, I kind of stepped into this category management, product management role, Uh, but uh, probably two or three years into working for the company, I started to get invited to go on snow and Uh, luckily was able to kind of articulate my thoughts on snow to AJ and explain the feelings that I had. And, um, they were at least in line with some of his thoughts or brought something to the mm-hmm. table. So I started getting invited more and more. Um, so really probably, uh, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah. You think? Five years. Five, five years. years no. and yeah. And then yeah. obviously COVID was a bit of a hiccup in our North American helping the, um, that, my, that magic triangle that he speaks about, you know, we, because for Tor and I, we weren't able to come
0: over here and we weren't,
1: you know, we were involved on the phone, but not involved in the on snow
0: piece of it. And I guess I should maybe back up for a second, AJ, and ask you, how long have you been at Rosignol? But more specifically, how long have you been in the role that you are in today? All right.
2: Uh, the, the Rossignol love story began a long time ago. <laughs> I, I used to work for Rossi like uh, 20, 20, 22 years ago. I used to work for the race depar- department also. I developed the, the the plates and the bindings for the, for the athletes. And after I, I used to be the lab manager, but inside the factory, the HQ, and uh now it's like 12 years 13 years i do that job so uh, a lot of ski
0: yeah i think we we are not going to do it this conversation i think we do need to have a gear 30 conversation in the future dedicated just to race plates
1: that has not been brought up Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's interesting yeah. And he's the guy that you'd want to talk to
0: about it. <laughs> yeah. He developed a lot of pretty cool things. And you, you, might, you might be getting drawn back already. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. You um, have to book your
2: flight, your flight yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Right. No, we should do that. I mean, we did like an entire episode just on boot, ski boot plastic. Like that's all like we didn't get any further <laughs> into the boot, just plastic. So I feel like a race plate deserves its own. And now there's going to be probably a new goal of mine to like how specific can we get and make a product into an entire gear 30 episode. So we'll just keep <laughs> you go to buckles next. Yeah, just, just <laughs> buckles. <laughs> yeah, let's work into the details. Okay. Okay, so that I think is probably helpful because if I'm somebody listening to this, it's like, how do you come to be the head of ski development for a brand that was started in 1907, right? So that's pretty good. Also, why you have such celebrity status, uh, at least here in France, I mean, I've we've had a chance to ski together now in Snowbird, At Utah and here in Les Alpes, Um, so I don't know. Maybe your celebrity status also is there high in Brazil, you know, or Patagonia, New Zealand. Zealand. Maybe it's maybe it's broader than I know. No, no, no. (laughs) But uh, he's a humble man, right? He says "Uh, no, but you see everybody today. Everybody today is like, yeah, it's yeah, it's just like when. Messi is walking down the street or something and everyone's, you know, running into the street. It's basically what it was like the last couple of days. So, yeah, anyway, uh, that's a pretty high profile job. I mean, those of us listening to this, passionate skiers, you've got a heritage company like this. I don't know. I don't know what to ask. What's your, what's the secret? What's the secret sauce? Uh, that's the, se- <laughs> the secret, I think
2: that's, uh, that's in my, my head. You know, I, I, I. You say I speak to myself. Sorry for uh, for everybody. My my English is not so perfect. It's
0: Way better than our French. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> okay. Thank you.
2: Um, so uh, when they asked me to take to to take this place, you know, it's uh, after some guys, some some legend like DuVillar, you know. So at the beginning, I'm a rugby player, not a skier, you know. But I know, I knew that until I was seven. Middle of the France, you know, nowhere, Dijon, mustard. You know, I was living there. I said, I want to work for the ski industry. I don't know why, but I want to do that because my parents. Uh, we when we have holidays, one week per year, I I come and uh, just one week of on ski, and I say I want to do that. I don't know why, but I want it. If and if I want that, I do that. That's it. And uh, how? Uh, What's the, the, the secret? The secret is for the dream of everybody. If you want, it's a, it's not to dream in your life. You don't have to dream your life. You have to live your dream. That's totally different, you know? And so I push. I have some, uh, some, uh, how, how do you say volunteer? I, I want some actions to do that, you know? I, I put all my force on that and I, f- I arrive on the, on that place. Sorry, but I don't like to speak about me. You know, it's not easy for (laughs) me. (laughs) You're going to be doing that for the next hour. So buckle up.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, You're welcome. Um, all right. Well let's talk a little bit about ski testing. And I guess this has to go hand in hand with ski developing. Um, but honestly, um, the three of us, well, I got to ski yesterday. I didn't, you were skiing yesterday. We didn't really ski together. I was hanging out a bit more with, um, with some of the athletes who've been around, which was really fun and really cool getting to see them do what they do. But then today we got to just go the three of us. And honestly, it was one of the most interesting days I've had on snow from a thinking through skis point of view i mean again backing up to when i met you in snowbird that was really fun but that was more like we were getting to know each other and it was like oh you're the blister guy who tests this stuff and i'm like okay so you've developed this stuff and um we kind of just met there but this was a much more focused um opportunity and and actually aj i mean this is exactly what you said you're just like You're coming with us, and you're going to go through exactly like a normal day of testing and sort of development. And that's how that's what we did, right? And some very interesting kind of similarities and differences about how you guys approach things and how we approach things at Blister that kind of came out that I wasn't really expecting to. So, I that's what I think will be interesting here is to sort of help people understand i mean first and foremost how you guys operate and why and and then i think it will be fun though to talk a little bit about why we do some things very similarly but why we do some things pretty differently too so i don't know do you want to talk a bit more about like what did we do today should we yeah yeah we 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 can uh, we can uh, we can we can have this discussion
2: about uh the protocol. I'm going to to speak about the protocol of what we do. What yeah. we do today. Uh, first, um, we we have like four skis to test today. The most important for us first to develop some skis is to compare. We have to compare the skis before to develop because if you uh, if you begin at zero, it's so difficult. So first you have to have a reference. That's why we 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 take one reference and we. I have like uh, three more prototypes to test and to compare to this one. And like I said to you, we have one goal is to see if the performance is there at the level we, we expect. If the ski is balanced and the level of what we expect on that ski, for example, mid range or low range or uh, top of the range. On, and, and when you have focus on that goals, you take the ski. And first for you, Jonathan, we, we put you on the reference like that you have the feeling of the reference we we make couple of turns like four or five turns
0: Wallace, Ten. yeah, okay,
2: ten. Okay, you're a
0: rookie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slow learner <laughs> yeah. because I'm a slow learner.
1: Okay, we'll let him do maybe ten.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we met ten. Everybody slow
0: learner. His AJ's like, oh, we need to give him like
2: fifty. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, so we make we make couple of turns, split in the middle, and why we split in the middle? That's very simple. Naturally, you've got your feeling inside for 15 seconds. So you have to split the ski very quickly. And that's why what it was good today is we have the same length,
0: boot size. Yep. It was good. So, unclick. Jake, AJ, and I all ski a 26.5. And so we can just rapidly click out of skis, switch skis, click back in, and keep going. So you change one time.
2: Just to see the difference between two skis, the reference and for, and the first prototypes, go down, split again, and do it again. And like that, you got the feeling. The first feeling you've got, you do it again on the back. And at the end, no, no speak about the skis, never, never, because if you, for example, you are the ro- rookie of the year for the band of testers, yeah. <laughs> If if I speak first on yeah. the ski. I say, Oh, this one is good. What yeah. you're going to say naturally. Oh, uh, uh, per- per- uh, uh, perhaps uh, I'm it's, wrong.
0: It's good, Monsieur AJ. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but, but perhaps the, it's not your feeling, mm-hmm. but I need your feeling, yeah. not what I, I don't need the answer I want to, uh, to yes. learn, to hear. You yeah. know, you understand? So, so after we change and after we speak at the end of the test. So, the first two prototypes, and we do it again and again and again for the older series.
0: And by the way, when you just said at the end of the test, but you mean at the end of the lap, one lap. Yeah. So, uh, we switch skis, I believe, four times down a relatively short, I don't know what the length of that piece was. I'm not sure. uh, 400 meters. 400 400 meters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah. So, I guess on average, we get about 100 meters of skiing, stop, switch skis. We do that four times, get to the bottom, and then we finally talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we talk. But that makes, I think, perfect sense um, that you don't want to stop higher up and get an idea planted in somebody's head and then everybody else sort of starts deferring to the loudest person in the group or it's most senior person or whatever.
2: Yeah. 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 That's it. And uh, so we change and at the end we finish the series and after we discuss about the ski, that's it.
0: Yeah. 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 And you know, listeners of gear 30 have certainly heard me rail against ski tests that are kind of like one run ski tests or two run ski tests right so when you first told me when we were riding the gondola up this morning and you're like okay this is how we're gonna do things i don't know what i said but in my head i was like that's stupid (laughs) right this i literally started yeah what yeah i like started an entire company yeah yeah everything we're about to go do everything i'm against and this is where kind of light bulb number one went on for me today we are never doing what you do all the time so again just to make sure if somebody hasn't had enough coffee yet you are always comparing numerous iterations of one ski with sometimes very subtle changes we are never doing that we are always taking or i, I mean basically 99.9 percent of the time we are taking what is already a finished product wanting to understand what that does and so when we talk about comparisons because you said, you said at the, you know, 10 minutes ago, you said for us, it is always about comparisons. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, us too. But we mean two different things there. You're talking about multiple iterations of the same ski and needing to find subtle but significant differences between those prototypes. Like, like we spoke about, you know, in the gondola, we have to develop. The
2: skis, the 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 right prototypes is going to be like eighty percent of, of bad ski whiskey, and I'm very curious to hear you about the the prototypes you test today. Oh my god! Like uh, it was a good
0: ski, no? Tell, <laughs> tell me, tell me, Jonathan. <laughs> well, well, as I think you already said, we took four. Yeah, by the way, apologies for the raspy voice here. Unless it makes me sound cooler, then I, then I do not apologize for anything, and you're welcome. But um, yeah, raspy throat or something. Of the four skis we took out, um, the kind of reference or A1, which I started on, and A2, noticeable differences... And by the way, I told AJ at the top, I said, I might be terrible at this, AJ. Like I regard myself as a very good ski tester. But again, I've never done. You never did it. I've never done what we have just been describing. So I said I might be really bad at this whole four turns and then stop thing. But there were some pronounced or clear differences to me uh, between like one and two prototype one and two. But then uh, we got on, was it number three or four? It was the black ski. Yeah, it was number three. Three. And you did, now you did say, you did plant an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were a little bit scared. Yeah. Yeah. So, because, well, we'll just walk you through this. So, I think AJ said, want to ski a nightmare ski? Yeah. And I'm like, we, no, no, I'm a very, you know, I'm, I'm not the dumbest person typically. So, no, that sounds awful. And uh, they're like, no, try this. And uh, so, I got on, again, a, you know, in air quotes, like the same ski. Like these are very similar skis, right? Uh, yeah, in terms of shapes. But just wildly different um and i i told you i was like that might actually be the worst ski i've been on in 12 years right it just didn't work it felt like someone had put like uh bricks right behind the heel pieces so it was this tail heavy ski (laughs) that when you wanted to sort of like start into a turn it felt like yeah like a gremlin or something was like pulling your tails back to not and it wasn't just a like uniform stuck feeling like you might have if a if the tune of a ski is off that thing was all kinds of it would made more sense if i was on drugs or something (laughs) yeah so uh not subtle and so you're saying you will through a development process somewhat frequently I don't know if you get on skis that yeah yeah bad yeah for sure uh, oh yeah. that's sure Then that's I like sure. my yeah. job better than your job <laughs> but that that's
2: part of it and right. you we have to pass that you know we have to pass this point to say ah that's a nightmare ski we have to understand why and that's the part the second part of my job to know exactly how to manage that and how to to improve and to take out that uh that difficulty if you want you know and that's that's the second part of my job for example if i take a ski like that first three turns okay not a good ski a nightmare ski where it comes from okay on the back okay on the back what i can do for uh, three or four more turns what i can do in terms of development construction stiffness uh tuning uh so in my head and at the end of, of the slope normally I can phone to the guy from R&D say hey your ski is not set enough because we don't say it's a nightmare or it's a blah, blah. no we don't say that we say okay we are we can improve your ski so we go on this way because if we if you say to someone your ski is a nightmare they just get yeah mad yeah and yeah, shut down yeah. And no no more motivation they say maybe you should learn how to ski <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly so it's a teamwork you know so i have to go to randy and say okay guys we can improve that ski. it's a low level we have to go
1: high so that's it huh. mm-hmm. it goes to that conversation that we had too right about how the process works and we were kind of having that conversation on the t-bar about yeah. you know if it's an all-mountain or a free ride ski why aren't we just going to ski somewhere else and in, in the park or, or on bumps or in the trees. Right. And of course that's where the ski goes. But when you have a nightmare ski.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this was, AJ wasn't present for this conversation. And I don't know if we brought it up later, but cause we were riding T-bars. So, uh, so that only fits two, but I asked Jake because, you know, Jake was saying, this is what we always do to start homing in on a ski, a final ski, we always start here. And I said to him, Well, why would you always start on piste? Like, if we're talking about a larger free ride ski, why not privilege terrain that is more all mountain, right? And so I'm thinking, kind of in my head, like, well, it's, Think about Crested Butte, like headwall at Crested Butte, a 190 centimeter long, 110 millimeter wide ski. Like honestly, I don't really care how that carves. So what I was getting at with Jake was like, are we showing a bit of a on-pieced bias here, guys? Come, I came in to help you with your you know ski testing, AJ. Thank um, you. <laughs> you know, is this is this inappropriate? Take those. Uh, the first prototypes of a of a bigger ski into challenging steep off piece technical terrain. This is before I skied the nightmare ski. By the way, yes, yeah, this happened. This that happened before happened. I skied the well, nightmare ski. It works for old skis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that. But so I I think that's an interesting point because yeah. you know, frankly, I have found that sometimes in the past with bigger, larger. You know, all mountain skis um that or or all mountain slash powder skis. Sometimes I have wondered, like, were those primarily designed to carve really well? When I'm like, that is not what the end user for that product. Because listen, you know, we've heard the stories at other ski tests, they might never leave the piste even if it's a big powder ski. So I've heard companies be like, these big skis have to carve really well or they will get low marks. And then I'm like, but that's just dumb. But what I learned today, I guess, with the Nightmare Ski, and this was Jake's point, you guys can find or get much closer to the proper balance of a ski on piece before we go get into... You're right. You
2: know, you know the the thing is all the skis. We we have a a nice picture of free riders jumping clear the cliff and everything. But at the beginning, it's only free turns on ice Uh for all the skis. Beginners, free ride, all mountain race. That's always to find the right balance. The, the, the goal first is to, to find the right balance. After you put the ski in the playground, no, no big deal. For example, if we develop uh, the new, uh, the new free ride ski, okay? The first step is on ice, on ice to, to find the right balance for the, all the prototypes we're going to do. And after, okay, take the, the, the best one and put it on, on snow in powder. We have two levels of validation. First, balance power and go after on the playground, on the play field, sorry. Makes sense?
0: Yeah. And so I guess we're kind of fast forwarding, it feels like a little bit, but so once you find, let's call it a very good balance, you like very much the balance of a given ski, how often then do you take it into the broader playground Right? Challenging steeps and the rest and find, oh boy, no, we don't really like what's happening here. You know what I mean? So I guess I'm asking how big of a deal is that on-piece balance? It's uh, more or less, I'm going to say like 70% of the job. What's the other 30%?
2: Just on the playground, on the play field. Yeah, I, I'm going to give you an example. Yeah. Soul, Soul 7. Yeah. yeah. Only two people develop that ski: Pew and me. Huh. Uh, in Prasu a small ski resort. Wow. We said a couple of turns after, I don't know, it was, uh, uh, 13 prototypes. The 14 arrived. Say, wow. Wow. So good. So cool. Okay. Wow. It was on piste, on piste. Okay. Now go on, on powder. So the day after we take it, we took it, <whistles> go in powder. It was hooking a little bit on the back, you know. So okay, go back to R&D. I say okay, guys, we have to make something on on the on the stiffness. We're going to do that that that, okay? They made the prototypes. Go again on snow to see if the balance is good on the groomed uh, slope and after again in a, on, a on, a, on the background on on the powder and wow, well, okay. The ski was perfect. I say okay. That's good. So you have two steps. Okay? You have the groomed, the highs And after you got the, the, the play field always, always like that.
1: And a lot of times it will go, you know, from that step there is also, you know, people that we trust. That's part of our, you know, the band of, of testers, but also, you know, ski instructors or people, uh, athletes, people in the community that we, that we trust. And then we take a ski to them and say, give us your thoughts. And that, now is being injected into the playground, the play field in a big way, because they're going to go ski on whatever they want to in their style, how they, and the ski's not done yet. It's not maybe validated or maybe we validated a ski, but we haven't, you know, gone to production or something. And that's just another level past
0: this, you know, sliding three turns. Okay. So you just mentioned band of testers. Except it's not testers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's laughing. All right, what is it? Band of tasters. Band of tasters came because uh,
2: one time uh, at my village, you know, uh, I have an old guy. Just uh, we spoke together and say, "Hey, AJ, what's your what's your what's your job?" I said, uh, "You know, I test. I test some skis." Ah, you taste the snow. I saw taste the snow. It was so cool. I say, "Oh wow, that's us! That's us!" Right. So it was taste, taster. So we taste the ski. It's like cooking. We are cooker, right. and that's it. So that's so cool, so cool. And band, because we are band. We are we are more band. We are family, and uh, we have all the same spirit, and we build that, and it's very very strong, you know, in, uh, on the Rossi uh,
0: Rossi side band of tasters except yesterday i was giving you some crap because you were standing there filming this talking thing and i did like two laps and you were still st- standing there talking and i was like this isn't band of this isn't <laughs> band of tasters this is band of talkers and we should say in the band small band it's a handful yeah um i uh- we have some pillars. We have some
2: pillars. The, we have the first circle is like uh, five to six people, skiers. And after we have the second circle and uh, so at the end we are like 20, 20 tasers all around the world. We, we trust on each other. That's the most important. That's the most important. If Jake says something to me on ski, I trust him. We we have to... I. Ask myself a question, thousand questions per, per, per hour. You know, I dream, I, I eat, I, I play ski all the time. That's my life. That's my life. And all the testers are like that. But we are on the same way. We have to, to be funky. We have to take pleasure on skis. That's pleasure. You know, that's a sport. Come on.
0: Take pleasure on that. We need that. I'm curious how often this sort of, you know, the nucleus of the band, the handful of people, is it common that, say, five of you very much agree on a ski, but then as you start to bring others in, you start getting different feedback on a product and they're like we don't like this or that and the the handful of people are like you're crazy what are you talking about like this is perfect like or have you found just in your actual experience if the five love it that tends to translate reverberate out and others do or does it really depend you don't quite know yeah. we know nothing
2: what we know that we know nothing mm-hmm. that's true and we we must bring some new people, some fresh ideas, some fresh spirit to uh, uh, to feed us. You know, we 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 are not gods. We are not. We are just. I mean, steers. well, we we are not. <laughs> yeah, but but, on, but yeah yeah. But I mean,
0: there's three of us in the room. Two of us clearly are not. Come on, yeah. Come on. Yeah. And and so
2: this we we have to. We have to share together the new vision of the skis, where, where it goes. We don't know. We don't know. And someone somewhere knows, you know, and so we have to feed, to feed each other. And that's very, very important.
1: We must have some new testers in the band. Always, always. A lot of times with the, you know, when we get on a ski and we have a feeling, uh, it's pretty consistent that there's something missing. We're missing tip connection or you know con snow contact or there's something that's happening like that uh, but there's definitely times when certain people feel something and and are very adamant about it like i feel this and the rest of us are kind of like huh. okay we feel that but we don't you know we're not as strongly potentially Mm -hmm. but then aj will take the ski to somebody else and they'll start to feel that and then the conversation grows and it becomes more yeah okay maybe that that one person felt something that was bigger than the other the other people felt and it's very interesting that way and i want to say
2: uh, one thing about the band uh we are humble humble of what we do we do ski only, and it's only your feelings it's not so you it's you, you can't touch it the feeling so you have the feeling of the day you are you know you test and sometimes one guy said one tester say okay guys without me today i don't feel anything uh-huh. that's uh-huh. the humility uh-huh. we have to we must have that that's and that that's the part of the dna of the band of testers also
0: so just to pick up on that because that you were saying there might be some day where a tester might just be like i don't know i'm off or something i'm not yeah we we have those days too where you just you might not know why exactly and you're just like i don't know like i'm not skiing well or something feels off and i'm not totally sure what it is and you just you that's a you cross that day off you know and uh
2: you know for example in Snowbird when we skied
0: together yeah. it was flat light yeah I hate that I hate they flat know light that. Okay. yeah me too no <laughs> if we could hook ourselves up somehow and then determine who actually hates flat light more me or you I would I would go I would compete with you on that I hate it too so all the guys know
2: that on the and I know that on the flat light without me yeah, yeah okay yeah.
0: I bring the skis. I give I give them the the water, okay yeah. guys, you okay, that's good okay, yeah. don't that would be yeah that would be me. I'm in the same I hate it I wish it weren't true, but it's true and so I, I mean yeah, I mean so I guess you know we're both fortunate to spend a lot of time on snow, which means we can have those days that you just remove from the equation and uh yeah, that was a little scary that day because you're like well damn it i need to be driving the shovels here and i don't want to i think i i saw Snowbird one time with uh with the
1: sun every time that he comes we promise really? you it's, oh, it's so a big don't go. mountain
2: it's I promise beautiful aj we promise it's beautiful <laughs> never,
0: never. <laughs> by the way one other thing i wanted to talk about you know so we we talked about you know people know at blister like we spend Quite a lot of time on product before writing our reviews and saying this is what it does. I think you guys have articulated well why, for the development and working through different prototypes, it you know, you believe it works best to actually go fast, shorter bursts periods. I think that makes sense. So, that might be one kind of big difference between how we operate and how you do, but one other big big thing that I think we really care about, and you said this multiple times today, this is absolutely not about what type of ski you just happen to like, AJ, or you, Jake, just happen to like. It is always about the design brief. It is always about who is this ski for? and you were driving that home a lot and that resonates very much with what we try to do. Um, And I thought that was cool and and we maybe should have brought that up a bit sooner. But for somebody out there listening and they're like, I don't know, I guess this guy AJ just whenever he likes a ski, then that's the one they go with. That's not the approach.
2: Yeah. You know, when you evaluate a ski, it's not for you. It's not for you. It's not about you. That's what final client at the end. Yeah. So some some good skiers can be. You say chameleon, chameleon, the chameleon. Those, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Shit. Changing. Yeah. yeah. Testers are like that, mm-hmm. and you have to be like that if you want to develop the right product for the right people. You know. That's it, and uh, we can ski some women skis, some freeride skis, beginner skis, intermediate, racing skis. We ski all of that, but. One thing is changing our spirit when we go on the on the racing racing or on the freeride skis. That's totally different. We don't need the same thing on the freeride on the racing skis. And somebody, some people are not able to to do that that sport of changing his mind, you know, of uh, to be a chameleon. One
1: thing I was totally surprised about, or kind of blown away by when I first started working with AJ and this kind of development side of things was how different we all skied and how everybody brought a different mm-hmm. style, a different yeah. power, a different movement. Yeah. Uh, and, and learning from, you know, him and the rest of the team and Tor and these guys has explained your, you know, this whole theory of or whole idea that we're skiing on a ski for a, you know, experience 78 customer who is you know an intermediate skier and you can't go just rip arcs and charge down the mountain that's not first of all development but second of all who the customer that's not that customer but then to be able to see all of us ski completely differently and then have a conversation with each other uh and have the same feelings about what the ski is and and it it's brings this whole, you know, dynamic to that of who's the customer and, you know, what type of skier are we trying to develop? And then we can all kind of get there in our own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it brings a lot to the table when when the debrief happens about what is this product and the passionate of like, Mm -hmm. I feel this,
0: or you feel this, or. No, I I like that very much. Um, And it's something that we've complained about, frankly, in the past that, some of the marketing copy from some brands, right? It oftentimes does seem to us that brands get nervous about getting specific. And so they just, you know, you know, you know exactly what I'm about to say here, but it's like the, this ski is great everywhere, right? Or bikes, this mountain bike, no compromise on the uphill, zero compromise on the downhill. It's like, well, that's a hundred percent impossible, right like at very basic levels like one thing can't do everything the best way and so you know we for years have really i don't know tried to encourage brands to just be like just tell us what you built and for whom and who you think will enjoy it most and you know um i don't know if Many brands have taken us up on that, but that ends up sort of being what we do. Especially the more times the copy is like it's great at everything. Well, okay, let's go in and really try to help people like understand where we think the relative strengths and weaknesses of a product are. And uh, I know that's at least on the development side, you know, closer to the approach you guys have um, and are you know, thinking through like, always, who is it for? Who is the end user? You know, what are we going for here? And, you know, I think that is not something that I don't know if people listening to this conversation have ever heard companies talk about their development process, but how do you go from taking 55 prototypes and refining that down to a single one, well, clarity of purpose yeah. seems to be a yeah. really important way to get yeah. there. Otherwise, yeah. what are you doing? You have to, to have a precise goal yeah.
2: to know exactly where you go. That's, that's uh, totally true for skis, for your life, everything. If you have no a precise goal, not a precise goal, it's finished. And uh, as you as you see when we, we we ski together, I say, okay, that's for that's range, yeah. on piste, okay, mid range, blah blah, okay. And every time when we go on slope on to test, every series with the guys, I repeat that, I repeat, that's this goal, that's this range, this ski has to to be like the, like that, fifty percent carving, fifty percent sliding, okay, right. intermediate, beginners. So we have to repeat and when you repeat you have the goals very precise
0: in your head so after you can you can adjust yourself your skiability on that it's almost 5 pm which, I, in, I don't know, in this country, I think if I don't let you go now, I might get arrested or something uh, for making people work past 5 p.m. on a Friday. Is that how it works uh, in Friday? It's
2: difficult. It's
0: difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Normal, um, normally, I, I am in holidays. <laughs> I will let you go then. No, um, no, that's But okay. we should do this again. A pleasure. We should do this again. And uh, we've already said we've got a race plate conversation maybe in our future but aj it was great meeting you in snowbird uh a bit ago and skiing flat light uh afraid with you yeah together <laughs> there but um today was really cool we didn't in snowbird do the kind of detailed exchange of what we were feeling and uh again i mean this is you know, it's what we do. It's what you do. I think we've articulated pretty well how it looks different. It's really fun to get, uh, out there with other people who try really hard to think about this stuff, uh, in a high level way. And so, uh, thank you very much for the day and, and was for this conversation.
2: Yeah. It was a pleasure to ski with you today. That's sure. That's sure. Thanks to come.
0: Come back and see us in the U.S. Or so that's sure. Okay. okay. (laughs) Um, Or uh, I need to get back here this winter um we'll we'll do some scheming on that bring a blister review team over here i think and so that will show you some place to go ah okay yeah. okay yeah. ah with the celebrity yeah okay i will, I will take <laughs> <off. laughs> okay. i'll yeah. take yeah. you up on that um but thanks to both of you and uh what a cool day of learning um and getting to see different ways of doing things and um yeah really appreciate it our pleasure thank you thank you All right, well, it is time now for our weekly What We're Celebrating segment, and it is just after midnight, so it has just turned Friday, June 24th here in Florence, Italy, or as this city should be called, Firenze, and I don't know why we started calling this Florence, and this is a larger point that I'm probably going to be making soon on a Reviewing the News episode or something. But we can all pronounce Firenze, right? Why do we change the names of cities and countries? Like, we can also pronounce Italia. So, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about this recently. Anyway, um, I am currently in Firenze, and this has really been something else. Uh, This entire trip of mine to Europe has been incredible. But this part, uh, being in Ferenze, is something that I have been hoping to do for literally more than 20 years. And so to be here in this town has been truly remarkable. And I say that having just had an incredible conversation with AJ and Jake, uh, had the chance to ski France for my first time ever, have had some wonderful times in Venezia, aka Venice, I guess. And so uh, this has all been great. But Ferenze is the place that I have been thinking about for a long time. And um it has really completely exceeded my expectations, actually. So I'm not raising a glass right now because this is my last night here. And so I raised three different glasses. Uh, let's see. I started the evening with a Prosecco DOCG. Shout out to those of you who know what about the whole DOC, DOCG thing. Then I shifted gears, went to a Brunello di Montalcino, And then I went to my favorite pizza place here and uh, had my favorite pizza that I think I've had five times from the same place since I've been here and had one of their wonderful Chianti's. So um, I think we're good for the evening. I'm feeling good. And uh, the water I'm now drinking is pretty appropriate. But anyway, sometimes you just have to raise a glass in life to the present moment. And this has been incredible. The conversations that I've had over the course of this trip, the people I've met, the places I've been, I'm not even going to get started in talking about all that there is to see and think about and the layers of inspiration here in Florence. But if you know, you know. I have a hunch that I'm going to be talking about this more sometime soon. So we'll save it for another time, but feeling incredibly grateful. Yeah, for this present moment, for the entire Blister crew that has kept things humming along while I have been on a whole bunch of planes and trains and automobiles. But anyway, this has been fantastic. And uh, just to keep you up to speed, I will be leaving in about seven and a half hours to make my way up to Fiorano Modenese to go visit the ATK factory. So I told you there was a chance that that would be happening. And in fact, it is happening tomorrow. So I should probably go get some sleep here and I still need to kind of pack up. But uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be heading north and really looking forward to meeting up with Davide and the rest of the team at ATK. And as you know, hopefully... Getting to see his father's CNC machine from 1998. Maybe, maybe I'll even have a chance to meet his father and see him at work on that CNC machine. So, anyway, much to be grateful for here. I hope that you are finding things to be grateful in your life for. And that then brings us to the end of this edition of gear 30 so i want to say thanks again to aj and jake for the great time on snow uh, and for this conversation thanks to the strikingly handsome justin bob for producing this episode and from the entire blister team please take good care of yourself and everybody else and we will talk to you again real soon